the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci of Fatucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. The world's biggest semiconductor tech site headed for the Bay Area. New home sales are up in April, and former Fed Chair Ben Bernanke weighs in on inflation. That plus, of course, the lingering debate over the debt. Welcome once again to this edition of Don't Invest and Forget, the program that each and every week helps you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Our host is author and 30-plus year financial manager Pat Vitucci, along with our own Don't Invest and Forget man on the street, Charlie Cohen, and I'm Craig Roberts. Well, Pat, against the backdrop of the debt ceiling debate that seems to be certainly occupying everyone's time these days and much speculation on Wall Street as to will they or won't they and how soon will they get it done, certainly some economists have suggested that it would be an absolute disaster to allow us to pass the debt ceiling without getting some kind of a deal brokered. But that said, that's certainly weighing in even on Wall Street these days. There's no question Mr. McCarthy and Mr. Biden are having some real heart-to-heart discussions about the debt ceiling. And it really boils down to a philosophical difference uh, about how to handle a budget. Craig, if you and I or Charlie handle our budget the way the government handles their budget, we would be sharing a tent under a bridge. And so we've got to look pragmatically at this. And it comes up way too often. We're really getting tired of these deadlines that the government has to pump more money into the system to keep Social Security checks going, military checks going, all the government payments and obligations they have on a regular basis. Now the latest is, well, let's see what last month's revenue is going to look like when we finally tally in real numbers. So it seems kind of sophomoric to be discussing this every, I don't know, six, nine, 12 months. It comes up on a periodic basis. And the bottom line is our debt levels are higher than our GDP, gross domestic product. History will tell us we're looking at other countries like Venezuela, Japan, 
those countries are in deep you-know-what based on their out-of-control spending. Their politicians want to kowtow to their constituents and buy nice stuff, build beautiful buildings, provide great services that, guess what, we cannot afford. And so we've got this philosophical difference. By the way, it's not subject to one party. Both parties love to spend. Historically, we've seen spending on both parties off the charts foolishness. There's got to be some commitment and some obligations to the American people to spend within our limits. I mean, let's face it. It just doesn't make any sense that we would be so off the charts, irresponsible about buying stuff we can't afford. Craig, you buy three suits. The bill comes in. You can't afford to pay it. You're going to buy it on credit. And that interest builds up. Just a year ago, the interest on the debt was 5% of the budget. Today, given pushing 7% interest rates, that line item in the budget is now 15%. That's unsustainable, guys. And I know for 30 years we've had this show. For 30 years we've talked about debt levels. Now we're pushing $32 trillion. So I'm kind of tired of hearing myself talk about it. But I think we've got to talk about it because it's an issue that you and I and every other taxpayer is funding. Well, moreover, it can be the canary in the proverbial mine as well because just sort of the day-to-day operation of the federal government based on those debt levels and the current interest rate is challenging enough. Let's say another repeat performance of a significant pandemic similar to what we went through in 2020 where they have to pour billions of dollars into the economy, into health care, things of this sort, could really throw the entire system off the rails. Not to suggest that America is going to go out of business tomorrow, but the potential negative impact on Wall Street, on day-to-day quality of life for Americans going to the grocery store, the gas station, et cetera, et cetera, could absolutely experience an upheaval. And I think that's the big warning sign here is to be mindful that it's difficult under just normal circumstances while the Fed is trying to get inflation under control. Add into this some kind of a global event, be it health care or perhaps something related to military involvement, could absolutely spell disaster for the American economy. And of course, tangentially related to the debt issue is, will the Federal Reserve raise interest rates again for the 11th consecutive time? That's the question. Inflation is down, but it's not down to 2% yet. And so there is enough evidence to suggest that Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve chairman, will raise rates again, which will bring the rates now over 5%. In fact, even Chairman Bernanke, former Federal Reserve chairman who navigated us through the whole 2008 debacle, he made a comment this week that said, understandably can see another rate increase. This on the heels of Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank failures, and other banks kind of on the periphery of financial stability. Can our system handle a few more large banks? They call them regional banks, but these are still sizable banks, guys, that have failed. And another rate increase, will that tilt the scales to push another couple significant banks into that bank failure mode. And so, yeah, we want to bring down inflation, debt ceiling issues, Federal Reserve decisions. 
it's all a tightrope that we're walking here that could tilt the scales in perhaps a really deleterious way. Pat, comment to the incident that happened earlier in the week, that AI-generated photograph that allegedly was sent out by Russia that showed the Pentagon under attack. To see the way Wall Street immediately reacted now, albeit it didn't take long for a correction to come in once people realized, oh, this is AI. But nevertheless, we saw that significant drop about 9 o'clock in the morning. Is this demonstrative of the fragility of our economy? And if so, what does it mean for individual investors that are saying, hey, I, I can't absorb a major hit. I'm close to retirement. And to watch a major event and suddenly see a significant drop in the performance of my investments could just be disastrous for my retirement. Yeah, about 15 years ago, we all had fun playing with Photoshop. That was the new app that we used put your head on top of a dinosaur. Well, with AI now, artificial intelligence, where exactly what you just described can put the country in a tailspin. It's not going to take a lot of big news to spook Wall Street, as was demonstrated by this artificial intelligence shot. So now we're talking about some level of standards, some watermark, if you will, that can truly identify if it's real or if it's artificial intelligence retrofitted. So we're beginning to see the signs of this whole AI scare that could make it very blurry to figure out what's real and what's not. Drilling down to that same issue, uh, tinkering with data. This week, we saw Meta, Facebook, find $1.3 billion. That's a pretty good-sized find, Greg. Europe find them for transferring personal data to the U.S., of course, the stock dropped immediately just 1.5%, which I thought was kind of modest. They have to pay out a $1.3 billion fine. Yeah, they'll appeal and go through the process, but they'll probably end up with a pretty sizable fine. But the whole AI scare, I mean, all we've talked about the last couple of months, Elon Musk and all the other tech heads, the other propeller heads, have talked about a warning about AI becoming an out-of-control issue. Well, speaking of technical things, it was an announcement this week. California is building the largest semiconductor technical site built by Applied Materials in Sunnyvale, the world's largest plant. Kind of surprising to me that they would select Sunnyvale and not Fresno or some other less expensive part of California. Hooray for California, finally getting some good news that something is being built in California and not in Texas or Florida. So some more jobs coming to the Bay Area. We've all seen a large drive to leave the state because of costs, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a reversal of that trend, building the world's largest semiconductor tech site by applied materials. So we finally get a win here, guys. That's kind of a good news issue. And certainly good news for the governor. Of course, that doesn't solve the problem of big cities like San Francisco that are experiencing some 35% vacancy rate in commercial real estate in the city. And now there's some talk that perhaps even Elon Musk may take Twitter out of San Francisco. Now, granted, they don't have a massive footprint, but you think about some of that pressure that's going to be placed on the real estate market, particularly in commercial real estate, has to make you wonder, is the story of 
applied materials coming to the Bay Area a one-off, or will we continue to see a lot of downward pressure on commercial real estate in California? And if so, what does that mean for the California economy? Well, we've all seen horrible numbers coming out of San Francisco when stalwarts like Whole Foods and Nordstrom's and Nordstrom Rack, the list goes on and on of store closings. Who's going to go into San Francisco to shop anymore when their favorite stores are gone? What's alarming to me is there's no reaction by the political system in the city. You walk down Market Street, a significant number of retail stores are boarded up, not even to speak of all the office openings that you just mentioned, Craig. What portends for the future of San Francisco ain't good. It's pretty sad to see this is going on for years and the mayor, et cetera, are, are just talking about doing things, but failure to execute. Pat, I want to pivot for a moment to an important topic, and you touched on this earlier, but I want to have you take us a bit deeper in our conversation related to the impact of AI and how that brief moment of the appearance of an AI-manipulated photograph of the Pentagon sent the market tumbling down last week. What does that mean for the average investor? And here's the reason for my question. Back in the day, you didn't have to be fairly sophisticated. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa could buy some shares in the railroad company, a few other shares inside of the energy sector, and probably would do okay on their returns. It would seem to me that with so many factors now influencing the economy and the potentiality of a minor event like a photograph or a major geopolitical event having a significant impact on performance on Wall Street might suggest that the average quote-unquote investor out there maintaining a 401k or an IRA, what, what have you, can't afford to be taking sort of a simplistic approach as the world of investing has gotten more sophisticated. Does that suggest that the way in which we engage with our investments also needs to increase in the level of sophistication? And, and if so, what does that look like? Well, there's, there's no question. We talk regularly on this show for 30 years about various sectors in our economy. We've talked about automotive, entertainment, overseas, retail, manufacturing. And certainly within the technical space, we're seeing this expansion into this whole AI area, which if you ignore it, you potentially can lose out on some investment returns. And so it's a continual exploring and drilling down, digging deep into, in the technical space, where are you going to be? And now we've got a whole new area called AI, artificial intelligence, that by all measure is going to see dramatic exponential growth in the coming years. So you've got to explore those companies that have exposure, good potential in that area to provide some handsome returns. And so you're absolutely right. You've, you've got to continue to reevaluate. Don't invest and forget is not just a cute radio jingle. It suggests keeping your head above the water, looking at the area in front of you, but then looking down the road a couple of miles and say, okay, where in the world are we going with this whole new world? Facebook Meta has invested billions of dollars into this whole new Meta world that can rarely even understand just like I remember President George W. Bush saying, you know, we've got to look at the internets 
I forget the uh, who was the talk show host who had her daughter on the phone and she's saying, what's this thing about the internet? And so we're kind of scratching our head and saying, move the clock forward. What is this artificial intelligence thing? What is this all about? So we've got to uh, understand this new world we're entering that's going to have a profound effect on all of us, maybe take up a lot of jobs. I saw an interview yesterday talking about dramatically decreasing the headcount and dramatically decreasing expenses based on AI and IE bottom line, shareholder value. That is echoed by every CEO on the globe today that AI is going to have a profound effect on expenses. Programmers of yesteryear, the coding is conducted by computers now. The number of programmers, coders, is going to dramatically is and has continually dramatically declined. So this is just going to be accelerated at a much faster pace. Like the horse and buggy of years ago, uh, that was replaced by the automobile. We're almost getting into that kind of radical change in in our economy. So not only shifts taking place in sectors, but then perhaps, Pat, a final word related to how complicated and sophisticated all of this is becoming. And I can't imagine the average working Joe out there who puts in eight, nine hours a day, plus a commute, then comes home, takes the kids to soccer practice, then drops by the grocery store, finally gets home, plops into the chair after dinner at about eight o'clock at night. I can't see that person saying, okay, honey, let me open up the prospectus and decide where we need to move our money to make sure that we are actively engaged in the level of sophistication that investing is becoming. Yeah, more than ever. And by the way, that prospectus is written in Chinese. So most people have no interest in reading it. And if they read it, it's going to put them to bed early. So more than ever, I think a financial advisory system to complement and get that work done that you spoke of that eight o'clock at night, your assignment is to now read a prospectus and figure out where I should allocate my portfolio tomorrow. I, it just it just becomes comical to even think that anybody has the energy or passion or interest to get that accomplished. So more than ever, I think it's uh, important for somebody to be on the job every day, every week, every month, and failure to do that, you are hoping and dreaming of a of a wonderful retirement, and you never want to build a retirement on hopes and dreams. You want to have pure diligence and pragmatic understanding and executing on those ideas, not just dreaming about them. And so unabashedly, that's why we're here. We're a financial advisory firm. We've been around for 30 plus years. Give us a call. We've We'd enjoy meeting you with any of our Bay Area offices. We do a phone call, a Zoom call, or an in-person visit. Give us a call. We'll analyze your current situation, look at what sectors you're invested in, what your performance has been, what your expense ratios look like. And Pat, toward that end, let me jump in real quick before time expires and remind listeners to take advantage of that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review that Pat just referred to a moment ago via the internet, telephone call, Zoom call, or certainly in person. Simply call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE, that's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E, or easier still, schedule your appointment online. Simply go to don'tinvestandforget.com. 
That's don'tinvestandforget.com and schedule your complimentary appointment. While you're at the website, you'll also find a number of other resources, tools, and interesting articles that will hopefully help you understand more about what your retirement goals can be to take you to and through retirement. Again, to schedule your appointment, call 888-PLANWISE, 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E, or hop on to don'tinvestandforget.com. Capitucci says, don't invest and forget, invest and forget, invest and forget. Well, on today's program, kind of putting our finger on the pulse of what's been going on in the economy over the last several weeks, where Pat sees things headed, particularly here at the midway point in the year. And with that thought in mind, Pat, maybe it's time for a mid-year financial checkup. Maybe now it's time to take a look at just what our progress has been like down that road toward an independent retirement. I'll bet you a cup of coffee, Craig, that many New Year's resolution was Let's get a handle on our personal budget. Let's go talk to a financial advisor. Whoa, what happened? I was going to go talk to a financial advisor in January. That was part of my resolution. And here it is six months later, and we have not done that. I think it's a good opportunity to take that mid-year temperature of your asset base. Has it done well in the first six months or has it faltered? Is it being actively managed? There have been a lot of reallocation decisions throughout the year based on this ever-changing market. And so those are some of the challenges that we face. Craig, corporate America has been much more demanding of our time. And so I have clients working 10, 12, 14-hour days. And so they're working their buns off, working long hours, and they've come home and they've got other obligations of kids and spouses and and maybe looking after mom and dad. So for difficult times, Craig. Pat, with that thought in mind, let's start with some of the key points that folks should be considering here at the midpoint in the year. I guess one that's almost a perennial one these days, what with high consumer debt, the amount of bankruptcies that we've seen, and that is to get that debt eliminated. Yeah, there's smart debt and there's dumb debt. We've talked about this several times, but I think it's worth mentioning. Smart debt are things like a mortgage where it's deductible And in most cases, the asset is appreciating. Dumb debt is not deductible. You can't put it on your tax return. And it's an undepreciating asset. In other words, the car, an RV, some other toy that we have to have, it depreciates in value and you cannot deduct the interest expense. So great time to reevaluate how much of your debt is smart, how much of your debt is dumb. Look at all your debt, smart debt and dumb debt, and, and maybe juxtapose it in the right place so you can get as maximum write-off and minimum taxes as possible. One of the sort of easy-to-put-off New Year's resolutions, and I know it's easy because I've done it myself many times down through the years, and that is the notion that, well, this year I'm going to get more serious about saving. Now, whether that's setting money aside for a rainy day fund, planning to save to buy a house, a child's education, retirement. Sometimes, Pat, I guess the day-to-day expenditures and not being able to see beyond you know the end of the next 30 days and the next paycheck prohibits us from being able to see that long-term picture. And, of course, that point of getting serious about saving allows us to harness the power of compound interest. Yeah, there's no question. And I guess the, the easy one is if you're over 50 and you're not capitalizing on the catch-up provision, this is an area that can really 
meaningfully change your retirement date. Compound that over 5, 10, 15 years, it has dramatic, incremental, exponential, favorable impact on the growth of those monies. And so if you're an employee, try and use that catch-up provision. If you're a self-employed person, wow, there had never been bigger opportunity to do pre-tax savings. And sadly, the world has complicated the whole process. There are SEPs and SIMPLES and 401ks and solo Ks and profit sharing and money purchase. The bottom line is you can do IRAs, you can do SEPs, you can do solo Ks, or you can do defined benefit plans of a couple hundred thousand dollars pre-tax if you are self-employed. And the answer is it depends on your organization structure, how many employees you have, if you're, you're an S-corp or C-corp. All those issues are related to what is the best, most favorable kind of deduction. But again, self-employed people have an even bigger opportunity, Craig, in that they can do a lot of pre-tax savings and not only reduce this year's taxes, but also considerably improve on a potential retirement date. Let's spend a minute talking about the T word that you've used here. Typically, most folks begin thinking about tax season as they're preparing to pay last year's taxes. But of course, there's a big difference, as we know, Pat, between tax paying and tax preparing. Out of deference to the notion that it's not what you make, it's what you get to keep of what you make, talk to us briefly about some of the advantages of reviewing your tax strategy right now here mid-year. Look at what you've paid in year to date. Look at your mortgage deductions. Look at your pre-tax savings, 401ks, IRAs, whatever plan you have at your work, your place of employment. Look at the interest if you're paying any money on credit cards. Shame on you. They're charging off the charts interest rates that are just phenomenal. So you got to get that under control without getting plastic debt under control. It is really an imprudent way to be paying out way too much. So you got to look at what your marginal tax bracket is. Do your tax return through the six-month period, and you'll get a pretty good glimpse as if you're going to owe money or if you'll get a refund. If you're going to get a big refund, do not give Uncle Sam interest-free loan. Take some of those dollars off the table every paycheck, and if you can afford it, put it in your plan at work. Increase that plan or get involved with that catch-up provision that plan. So it's too late in November, December to do anything meaningful about your taxes. But it is meaningful halfway through the year to evaluate what your anticipated tax return is. Take an hour out of your busy schedule, sequester yourself in a quiet place, and kind of look at that. Please let me emphasize that tax professionals are not a part of Vitucci and Associates staff, but we refer to professionals versed in those disciplines. All that said, Pat, one of the key things, and we began sort of with this at the top of our program today, looking at the current trends in the market, the volatility we've seen over the last five, six, seven weeks. I guess now is the time to remind everyone, if you're not yet a vigilant money manager, now is the time to begin, isn't it? Probably part of that same New Year's resolution is I'm going to be resolute in looking at my asset allocation mix on a regular basis. And then life got in the way of being a vigilant money manager. We all want to do it, Craig, but there's a lot of smart people out there that can do it. The question is, are you passionate enough and is there time in your week to make that happen? There are lots of things to do legally to make sure you maximize your money management issues. There's FSA's flexible spending accounts, HSA's health savings accounts. 
you know, again, take advantage of every possible amenity that your employer provides to you, whether it's deduction, health care for your spouse or your dependents. Should I buy dental? Should I buy vision care? All those issues have every month a meaningful bottom line effect. And you say, well, it's only $100. It's only $200. Don't be cavalier and don't be dismissive about a couple hundred dollars a month. Before you know it, $200 a month times 12 is $2,400 more in your account. And if you could even do it pre-tax, that's a meaningful tax reduction. So vigilance in money management, vigilance in accruing monies in any one of these areas can have a profound exponential impact on what it looks like five and 10 years down the road. Doing the due diligence, of course, is key here, Pat. And for a lot of folks, that's a tough thing to do. They oftentimes don't know where to begin, or if they get started, they don't know that they're actually heading down the right road and making the right decisions. All that brings us to an offer to our listeners. Anytime they'd like to take advantage of that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review, I understand it's simply theirs free for the asking just by calling that toll-free number, 888-PLAN-WISE. Yeah, we get to meet a lot of our listeners. In many cases, we have found significant opportunities to compound money in a much more effective way. A lot of people have old 401ks, Craig. A lot of people, they've got a couple 401ks. They've got old IRAs. They've got Roths, and they're kind of scattered about. There's duplication of concentration of risk. It all sits in all growth or all income or all bonds. And yes, you're going to get to it next week, next month. And here we are, still not a clear, crisp, executable roadmap to get where you want to be. And again, to take advantage of that complimentary retirement plan and financial health review, simply call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E or 888-752-6947. Remember, there's never any cost or obligation. Don't delay. Make it your new mid-year resolution. Call today, 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-752-6947, 888-PLAN-WISE. Patucci says, don't invest and forget, invest and forget, invest and forget. When you think about retirement, what are some of the top priorities for you? Perhaps you dream about spending your days playing tennis, golfing, dining out, maybe traveling to exciting destinations. Well, in theory, retirement should be all of that and so much more. It's the time in our lives to enjoy the fruits of our labor at long last. But unfortunately, for growing numbers of older Americans, they struggle to stay afloat financially after leaving the working world. So, what to do about it? Some insights now from 30-plus-year money manager and retirement planning strategist, our host, Pat Vitucci. And Pat, I guess this really is a dichotomy for so many folks. They've got great, grandiose visions and dreams for retirement, and then suddenly the financial reality begins to set in, and a lot of folks are in for disappointment. Yeah, be careful what you wish for, Craig. Uh, retirement is, is a wonderful thing. It allows you freedom, freedom you didn't have for probably 40 years of that thing called time. And when you have time on your side and you get to sit back and reflect and have some real introspective hours on end to consider what you've accomplished, what you haven't accomplished, your disappointments, your attributes you've uh, succeeded at. And then what do you do tomorrow morning when you wake up? And is there enough money to carry out those dreams that you had thought about for many, many years? And and that's where kind of reality sets in. And sometimes it's a it's a wonderful experience. And sometimes it's a little disappointing. Or, or maybe you need to readjust a little bit based on what you've been able to save and what your dreams are, you know, do you want to go to Hawaii? Do you want to go to France? 
or you want to go camping, and all those things come with a commensurate price tag, the pragmatism of any of those issues becomes real. And so let's walk through some of those things. You know, you've been dutifully putting money in your IRA or 401k. So now those tax shelter years are over. It's complete. You need to now take that tax deferred money and begin to take a distribution. And of course, with distribution to your checking account comes taxes. So what's the net, net, net of that distribution from your retirement plan? And of course, it's a requirement to start taking distribution. There's a schedule that IRS has established. Now let's talk about what do you do with all that money? Of course, you're going to get Social Security and you're, you're going to get your distribution from your 401k. Maybe you, have, you get a pension if you're one of the few lucky ones. Maybe you've got a rental or two. So all those sources of income are going to spell what that translates into activity. Is it expensive activity or is it inexpensive kind of activity. Surely the one thing you want to look at is your overhead. What's your monthly nut? In California, it typically is a careful look at your house. Most of us have had our homes for many, many years. We bought it for modest money. And over the last 30 or 40 years, we have gained sizable appreciation. Question number one is, do you trade off that beautiful home that you just redid the kitchen and you painted and you put the new driveway in and and, and and for a more modest abode. It's always a matter of trade-offs. You're trading off the expensive two-by-fours in the Bay Area for a more modest home. Maybe it's a condo. Maybe it's a retirement village. Those are options with a lifestyle that goes along with it. But it's really cashing in, taking those extra dollars, investing it, and creating an income stream. We talk about cash pile. We talk about cash flow. Cash pile is nice. But what does it generate monthly to create that budget for fun stuff, for travel, for being generous to your grandchildren, or going out to dinner, going to plays, all those fun things. And so what do you do about the house? With a smaller house, you get a smaller mortgage payment or no mortgage payment at all. Insurance premiums go down. Property taxes generally go down. Maintenance and cleaning costs certainly would be smaller. And how about the constant pressure to keep your furnishings, your floor and paint walls fresh up to date? So all those things translate into an easier lifestyle on your pocketbook. Lower cost of living, lower taxes can also contribute to your savings, right? So you can still do some savings in retirement if you are so blessed. How about a part-time job? I know I hate work. I'm not going back to work ever, ever again. But maybe you want to do some freelance work. Maybe you're, you want to do some consultation work in your area of expertise. How about tutoring or substitute teaching? That could, could be fun stuff, you know, being with young people and getting out and more of a social experience. Maybe it doesn't pay that well, but it, it adds to your ability to have some of those fun things when you're not doing those part-time time years. Certainly when you sell the big house, you're going to have a yard sale. Uh, you're going to get rid of all that stuff you've been accumulating. Maybe you need less stuff in retirement. It's a de-stressor, if you will. That in, in and of itself can be kind of a cleansing, kind of a freeing experience. It adds to your emotional freedom. I've seen it happen thousands of times. And it's interesting how people react to having the freedom of time on their side versus where they used to be in, for 40 years and working 
very long hours and putting up with, with traffic and unreasonable bosses who are texting you and emailing you on Saturday or Sunday and expect answers. So, okay, let's get into activities. You got to begin to explore some low cost or free stuff. Certainly if you live in a college town, lots of free things going on. College campuses are notorious for bringing in exciting speakers, a theater, sporting events. What about your old library card? What was the last time you looked at your library card? I don't think I've got a library card anymore. I think it atrophied in my wallet and it's gone. But the local library is a wonderful source for reading material, activities, again, speakers, book clubs, all those things can be fun. And maybe it's time to own up you are a senior and take advantage of those senior discounts. So when you go to the movies, you save a couple bucks, say, okay, I am a senior. I admit it. Okay. Give me my $3 so I can buy that popcorn for $6 and feel like I'm getting a bargain. Why do they charge so much for that popcorn? My goodness. You got to buy it. I mean, you just have to. There's no getting around it. So some fun things to think about when you're looking at recalibrating your life to retirement. Of course, you want to do some real careful management of your money. Where is the money going out every month? Look at your bills. Do I really need that $100 a month TV bill? Remember when TV was free, Craig? Back in the olden days, the reason why you had children is to get them to get up and turn the dial. But now we're so spoiled, we sit back in our our remotes. But we know that TV, with all of its choices, comes a pretty hefty price tag. And so uh, when you're looking at $150 a month for TV, how much are you watching? Are you really watching HBO? Or are you evolved more into a Netflix person? So some fun things to think about. And we get the privilege, Craig, of visiting with our listeners as they go through that time. Retirement day is said to be the most stressful day of your life. I just met with a gal yesterday. She's been with Kaiser for 36 years. She was literally crying that she was going to be retiring. God bless her. She's got energy and she's got spunk. And she's nervous about not so much the money, about more of the time. What am I going to do with all this time? She doesn't like to travel. And so she's going to really have to dig down and drill down and figure out what floats her boat. I'm sure she'll, she'll adjust. A wonderful time. Hopefully we all enjoy many, many years of retirement. We know there's no guarantee. I recall a commercial I just saw. The gal's walking down a little park lane, and she says, Oh, I'm, I've turned 65, and I've got many more years of retirement, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm saying to myself, that's a little arrogant. How does she know she has many more years retirement. She's got many more hours. We just don't know what the plan is for us, but certainly we want to be optimistic and enjoy every day of our freedom. And of course, one of the big points, Pat, that you've made today is reminding listeners that there's no such thing as one size fits all. And having a strategy in place moving into retirement really in many respects will dictate the kind of retirement that you're able to enjoy, the caliber and quality of life, hopefully at the scale of which you've always dreamed of. Now, you want some help? Maybe getting that strategy in place is something that you recognize is important, but you've never quite gotten around to doing. Today is the day to begin planning for your future. Why not go online right now to Don't Invest and Forget and schedule that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review that Pat just spoke about. There's never any cost or obligation. At the very least, it never hurts to get a second opinion 
to make sure, in fact, that you're on track for the retirement of your dreams. Again, you can schedule that appointment online. Simply go to DontInvestAndForget.com. That's DontInvestAndForget.com or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of Bay Area offices of Fatucci & Associates near you, go to DontInvestAndForget.com. That's DontInvestAndForget.com. Or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit DontInvestAndForget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.